Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, May the 9th, as we come to you after a Phillies win and a loss. Phillies split two yesterday against the Mets. Rainouts on Friday and Saturday. Extra days to stew over that just disastrous all-time horrendous loss on Thursday night. The 7-1 to lead blown in the ninth inning. Like, couldn't have been worse, right? You know, we, we react to that disastrous game. Just the, the worst possible Friday we could possibly have. Just despondent, depressed. Uh, you know, just as tough a, a especially early season loss as you're going to encounter. And then, of course, we get two days to stew on it. Of course, no baseball for two days. The rains came and said, hey, you're going to have to sit with this a little longer. <laughs> like, of course, thank you. Thank you for that. It's exactly what we want. We want to spend extra days thinking about that loss. We want extra days to not have something to, uh, you know, reset our minds when it comes to the Phillies. Sunday, yesterday, started off good. And a disappointing kind of, you know, what you'd expect uh, the day the Phillies sweep a doubleheader will be, you know, it'll be the first, it feels like. It feels like Phillies never sweep doubleheaders. Nine-inning doubleheaders back, by the way. Um, but the Phillies do win that first game. Nice win. They're able to hold on. Yeah, they don't blow the lead in the ninth. You have one run lead this time. I guarantee you every single Phillies fan watching that in that moment was incredibly nervous and ready for them to blow it. They win it, but then they come out in the second game and just don't have much. And uh, hamstrung a little bit roster-wise right now. Eflin, Zach Eflin and Zach Wheeler both put on the COVID IL prior to the game. So um feels like you have to figure some stuff out this week as it goes. The doubleheader didn't help. Christopher Sanchez having a start game two. That didn't work out. And, you know, we're, we're kind of right where we are with the Phillies, 12 and 16. Not super excited about where they're at right now. About to start a West Coast trip, starting in Seattle. 
Um, Seattle has struggled lately. Seattle, the only team on their schedule coming up, along with the Braves, who are not over 500 until June, June 9th, June 10th range. So, got to take advantage of this series out in my in Seattle. It starts tonight, but man, I'll tell you, it's tough to play a doubleheader at home on Sunday than hop on a plane to Seattle and play a game the next night. I mean, it's not easy. That's it's a tough beat from a scheduling perspective, and that's what the rainouts did, obviously. And um, you know, we hope we don't see a sluggish Phillies team tonight because um, they got to start finding ways to win some games. They got to start to turn this mojo around a little bit, Girardi. Just a guy without answers, it feels like. It seems like, um, you know, and we'll get into the games from yesterday, but Girardi, after the game yesterday, said, you, know, you look at the homestand, and uh, we really had a chance to win four games, in a sense. We weren't able to do it. Maybe this will be a good thing for us to get on the road. <laughs> Not, that sounds like someone has no answers, you know. Um, I don't love the, well, we almost won those games. You know, that's not a super compelling argument to me for, you know, a positive or anything. But um yeah, the whole maybe maybe it'll be good for us to get on the road. When has that been the case with this Phillies team? Oh, never? Certainly not in your tenure, Joe. Certainly not in Gabe's tenure prior. It's been like five years of, of just disastrous road performances compared to home performances. And obviously prior to that they were just disastrous all around. But, you know, this has been a, a common theme for these teams, and certainly the the time Joe Girardi's been here is a team that has struggled to find ways to win on the road, has struggled to find ways to create their own energy on the road, has consistently underperformed on the road. Obviously, this season so far on the road, they, um, you know, lose the series in New York. They lost the series in Colorado. They lost the series in Miami. I mean, they've been a bad road team so far this year definitively bad and they're playing tougher teams you know seattle but then you get the dodgers it's a tough stretch of baseball especially coming right off a series at home heading right out there jumping right on a plane play some baseball it's a tough spot and phillies really really need to be better you know they really need to especially as the mets just continue to you know win baseball games the mets you know Ultimately, they end up this uh, series that ends up being a, um, you know, scheduled to be a four gamer ends up being a three gamer. One of the games rescheduled for August twentieth, but you know the Mets are sitting there at, at twenty and ten. They're twenty and ten. They're seven games up on the Phillies right now. The National League East right now. The the Mets are out in front at twenty and ten. Then it's the uh, Braves at fourteen and sixteen, and the Marlins at thirteen and fifteen, tied six games back. Then the Phillies at twelve and sixteen, or seven games back, and then the. Nationals 10 and 20 are 10 games back. It's a little scary. The Phillies are closer to the Nationals than to the Mets. Um, but it's one of those things where, um, again, I, I you know, I don't think um, from a wild card perspective, the Phillies are, you know, going to be out of it anytime soon, especially with the extra wild card. But, you know, it's one of those things where if it's another month like this and the Phillies are 10 games out by the end of May, I mean, that, that, that could be the end of the division. <laughs> it could be. That that is something where you know you could see them play themselves out of something earlier in the season. So it is time to start to win some games. We were so excited about you know uh, uh, ten games early in the season against the Mets because no Jacob Degrom. Well, that didn't work out. It ended up being nine games, but it didn't work out. That's for sure. As the Phillies have now you know dropped six and nine to the Mets. 
Six and nine. Six and nine. That's part of the reason, again, the Mets are way out in front now in the NL East. Just a nice, comfortable lead to start the season. Phillies need to start winning some games, and they need to start really putting it together. Again, obviously, you know, we've talked a lot about the Girardi part of this, where, you know, I think that the leash will only be so long, you know, at a certain point, they're going to have to do something if the Phillies don't find a way to create some more energy, don't find a way to, um, you know, win some games they need to win, don't find a way to, you know, look better in the process and look more consistent, look like a team that, Really does feel like one that can make a run to the playoffs. And again, there's a lot of baseball left. Teams can definitely play themselves into shape, so to speak. Play themselves into fighting shape as a team. You know, that happens all the time. And, you know, that's what we need to have happen with the Phillies. That's what we're hoping for. But, you know, certainly need to start to see them play some consistent baseball. You know, as it's been really inconsistent. You know, other than the four-game sweep at home of the Rockies like at no point have they really carried multiple games through you know and again they've only won the two series so far this season still that's tough that's tough you know they need to they need to be better we'll look ahead to the upcoming road trip in a bit as that is important let's get back to yesterday and look at the games from yesterday and then we'll start to look at the first game was fun you know it was nice after that just disastrous all-time, all-time, all-time bad loss on uh, on Thursday night to have the two days off and then get back at it yesterday. A big win. They win 3-2. to two, They hang on. They get out early. Bryce Harper, a absolute moonshot in the first inning. Solo shot. Comes off the field and says, I love you, Mom, into the camera, which was just beyond adorable. Like, just too much. You barely handle it. It's like, oh, my goodness, this is too sweet. Um, but really needed that. Get off early. Harper adds uh, another in the third with an RBI single. Then Bryson saw a big RBI single in the fourth as it looked like the Phillies were going to squander an opportunity with multiple runners on a horrible base running decision. Um, guys getting caught up, uh, uh, Romuto and Segura. Segura went too hard for third. Romuto kind of caught in between home and third, goes back, ends up getting caught in a rundown, gets thrown out. Um, luckily, they save a run there with Stott. It was huge. Uh, Phillies give up a couple, but able to hang on uh, after that as uh, the bullpen was great in this one. And look, Kyle Gibson was great too. Kyle Gibson gives you six innings, two earned, six hits, no walks, three strikeouts. Yet again, Gibby. <laughs> Kyle Gibson has a 2.94 ERA on the season. Kyle Gibson has been the Phillies' you know, most consistent pitcher. Him and Noel have been their two best. Um, but he's been their most consistent. He has been their most consistent Kyle Gibson has been, you know, other than that one start in Miami where he went four and two thirds, and it wasn't, it was four and two thirds, two runs or three runs or something. It wasn't great, but it wasn't horrendous. Gibby's been nails for you, you know, all you could ask for out of a fist starter and more. Just the dude has gone out and competed. He competes every time out, and, you know, really a lot of credit. Gibson, three and one, two, nine, four ERA on the season, really has been one of the bright spots and one of the reasons the Phillies are 12 and 16 and not much worse than that. You know, Gibson's really, really helped. Sir Anthony comes in, gets some big outs there. Jose Alvarado, nice clean inning from Jose, which was great. And then Corey Knebel comes in and shuts it down in the ninth in a way we just so desperately, desperately needed him to. I mean, it was so crucially important that he come in and get the job done there. You know, we were all just sitting there just, Beyond terrified, just uh, expecting, waiting, you know, for for Knable to blow it, just because, you know, 
We just saw the worst blown save, the worst blown ninth inning of of, <laughs> of recent memory. Um, so fresh in our minds, but Canable able to get those outs. Big win. You really need it. Now it is a bummer. Next game, they just come out and and just don't have it. They get handled. Uh, Christopher Sanchez, you know, not good enough, and the start goes to a third, gives up two runs. Then Nick Nelson comes in and gives up three runs. Bilotti comes in and gives up a run, and that was pretty much it. You know, the Phillies go down 2 nothing in the first. Pete Alonso, two homers in the game. They go down 2 nothing in the first, and Segura gets back in the second, 2-1, a solo shot for Segura. But then the uh, Mets get back at it. A Pete Alonso three-run shot in the fifth, and then it's over. They end up winning 6-1. to The Phillies never really have a chance. It is what it is. They were just never in it. Um, from an offensive perspective, Schwarber had a nice weekend, or a nice day. SJ had three hits in the two games. You know, Harper didn't have a good second game. Had the good first game, starting to go in a bit. Harper's slugging percentage up to 500. You like to see that. Um, Reese Hoskins, you know, if we're going to talk about someone who's just been... A disaster. You look through the lineup and uh, Bryson Stott back up with DD put on the IL. Um, nice to see. I'm happy Stott's back up. You know, you can make an argument Stott is better than DD for sure. Um, obviously, he's not hit better than DD this year in the majors, but you can make an argument that if you give the kid a chance, it's not like DD's been great. Certainly, the no doubles, triples, or homers from DD, or no triples or homers, no power from DD. Um, Segura's been getting better, 284 average. You see that? You like that? Boom, still batting 312. Love it. Um, Schwarber above 200 now, so I guess that's something good. Castellanos just continues to rake. You know, Harper seems to be heating up. Feeling good about that stuff, but then there's that just glaring hole in the lineup. Reese Hoskins has been a disaster. Hoskins didn't even play game one. Camargo at first, boom, at third, which I think is interesting, and I like that. I like that they're just keeping Alec at third and letting him just do his thing there and saying, this is your job, roll with it, pal. I, I do like that. And it also says something when Camargo is playing first instead of Boehm. I think that shows something as well. Um, but Reese Hoskins, man, game two goes one for four. Hoskins on the season is batting 189 with a 291 OBP and a 347 slugging. Hoskins is lost. Hoskins is lost right now. I mean, it is it is classic Reese in the abyss right now. We are so used to it. We know it. It is that lost Reese Hoskins where he is. Again, you know, we've said this many times, and, you know, I've said it, many people have said it, but um, it is just astounding. He is the 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 most streaky hitter I have ever seen in my life in terms of the highs and the lows, the, 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 the gap, the delta between those two things is unlike anything I've ever seen. I've never seen someone who can, for stretches of time, be one of the better hitters in baseball, can go on these runs where he hits, you know, seven homers and a 12-game stretch or whatever and, and goes on these just massive runs. And then, you know, when he's cold, is literally among the worst hitters in baseball. It is unbelievable. I, I, I don't ever remember someone with these swings where he could be so bad and then good, very good. But the bad is, I mean, he's been bad all season. You know, he had those stretches last year, the year before we had, you know, two years ago, we remember the stretch where it was, you know, basically a couple months of being the singular number one worst hitter in the sport. You know, it was like, you know, pitchers had better, you know, hitting numbers than him over a stretch of period. And now it looks like he's in one of those slumps, not quite that bad. But but the problem is usually when Hoskins slumps, he's still getting on base. He's still walking. He's still got that you know, high threes OBP to counteract the the struggles that he's having offensively, but he's not doing that now either. I mean, the OBP is 291. 
That's disastrous. It's a disastrous OBP for Reese Hoskins. And look, he did have that nice double uh, in that second game last night. The one at, you know late in the game, going the opposite way. You like to see that when Reese is is going well. He's usually taking the ball the other way. Um, so that's, I guess, you know, if you're looking for for something to grab onto with Hoskins, I think that's a positive. But man, he is he is in it right now. He is in it right now, and we know, you know, at some point he'll break out of it, but it's also one of those things, like, how many how many times can you just keep rolling him out there for now? Do you have to start to do this, Camargo at first, boom, at third thing a little more often, or or whatever, you know, play Schwerber at first to put someone else left, or, or who knows, whatever, Schwerber's played first before, you know, that kind of thing. Um, because right now, it's getting pretty hard to keep Reese Hoskins in the lineup consistently on a night-to-night basis. You know, he is that bad. He is struggling that much. He is a absolute zero for the Phillies right now. And it's a shame because they really do need, he's that bad that really can take this offense from good to great when it's all clicking. Um, but he has not been clicking. He has yet to click, let's say, this season. And um, and it's frustrating. It's tough, and it's tough to watch him out there, and they do win that first game without him yesterday. And then, obviously, the uh, you know second game is in there. They don't get it done, and obviously not just his fault. They lost six to one, but um, was really a. Uh, it's been a tough start to the season for Reese, and um, you know it's uh, you know one of the real question marks right now. You know, if you look at this team and say, right, what what are we going to do? What can we do if this slide continues? And we've talked a lot about the potential of firing Girardi, and that being a potential move that the team has to ignite them to get them going a little bit to light a fire all that type of stuff but then you look at the the lineup itself and what you can do to to shake things up there and and you gotta look at Reese like they did yesterday for game one putting Camargo first I mean it's it's bad right now for Reese and we know that you know eventually when he breaks out of it and gets hot it'll he'll be good but it's it's you know always that balance of of keeping him in the lineup so that, you know, he can figure it out and get to that point where he gets hot, but also dealing with that, you know, incredibly low, low when he's in there and, and having to roll out this real sieve of a, of a lineup hole, you know? Um, so it's, it's a balancing act. It's a tough spot and they certainly need Hoskins to be better. They need more from Hoskins. So, um, you know, you want to see him out there. You want to see him get opportunities, but, um, he really does need to turn it around. You know, this is uh, this is a team that that needs to start playing better baseball. And, and Hoskins is certainly, from an offensive perspective, one of the bigger culprits in terms of something that's hindering and hurting this team right now. So it's a big one. Um, all right, we'll look ahead to this series coming up in a minute. One note from yesterday that uh, that at least is fun. Let's take a little good out of it, right? Um, when the Phillies get that first win, Max Scherzer. Lost his first game since May 30th of 2021. It snapped a streak of 27 consecutive starts without a loss. And Scherzer lost to the Phillies for the first time. Excuse me, 24 starts without a loss is the uh, correct number. Uh, And he lost to the Phillies for the first time since September 2nd of 2020. That's pretty astounding, honestly. I mean, God, how much has that guy tortured us? Max Scherzer, all that guy does is year after 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 year year continue to torture us. I cannot wait 
That guy retires. I can't believe he went to the friggin' Mets. I know I've said it before, but just seeing him in that Mets uniform after all the years in the Nationals uniform, it's just like enough already. Not a fan, but nice to see him go down as, again, the Phillies clearly, as as mentioned, have really struggled with that guy. He's been great for... um, for the New, uh, New York Mets so far, and, and uh, you know, it's a bummer. Real quick look around the league, and then we'll, we'll look ahead to the upcoming series. Um, we mentioned the NLE standings. We'll get back to that um, one more time. But um, quick look around the league uh, to start the week. AL East, Yankees have been playing great baseball, 8-2 um, and two in their last 10. Yankees are 19-8 and eight on the season, which... Um, is good for the best record in baseball from a win percentage perspective outside of the Dodgers. The Dodgers, the Phillies face this week are 19 and 7. So the Phillies actually have the best, uh, Dodgers really have the best record by a half game there, but them and the Yankees, two best records. Baseball, the Yankees, two games up on Tampa Bay were 18 11. The Blue Jays right behind them. And then the Red Sox, 11 and 17. Uh, excuse me, Baltimore, 11 17. The Red Sox in the last place at 10 and 19, one of the most disappointing starts for any team when we get frustrated about the Phillies, and rightfully so. Think about those Sox, who uh, you know were a playoff team last year, ten and nineteen to start the year. Not great for the Red Sox. AL Central, Minnesota out in front at eighteen eleven. The White Sox are three games back of them. The Indians three and a half, and then KC and Detroit in the bottom. Uh, I think Chicago will get it together there. But Minnesota, a nice start to the season. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels, how about that? Nineteen and eleven. We'll see if they keep it up. But Mike Trout in the playoffs? Could we? Is that possible? Um, Houston, uh, only a half game back of them. Then Seattle, who we faced this week, they're 13 and 16. Then Texas and Oakland, um, of course, Texas, the team that came in and swept two from the Phillies, they're 11 and 15. So that's great. Um, AL, uh, NL West mentioned for Dodgers best record in baseball, 19 and seven. Then the Padres right behind them. The Phillies have coming up soon too. They are 19 and 10. So only a game and a half back there. Then the Rockies giants are both four back and then the Diamondbacks. Crazy factory about the NOS. All five teams over 500. Arizona's in last place at 15 and 14. And the NL East has the Mets as the only team above 500. The entire NL West is above 500. Pretty well. NL Central, the Brewers out in front as expected. They're 19 and 10, so they have a really nice start to the season. Cardinals right behind them at 16 and 12. And then all three other teams are below 500. The Reds, the worst team in baseball, 5 and 23 have been in abomination of a baseball team. Um, but that division going pretty expected, you know, pretty according to plan um, with with the uh, Brewers and the Cardinals out in front and likely to stay that way. And then we mentioned before the Annalise, the Mets at 20 and 10, way out in front, the Braves and Marlins six games back, the Phillies seven games back, and the Nats 10 games back of the New York Mets, which is a shame because Mets are playing too good. We have too, too much. Enough of this already, Mets. All right, let's look ahead. As uh, it is, again, we're starting that big stretch of baseball here where the Phillies have a um, really tough road to hoe. So it's uh, we'll run through the whole thing and then look at the specific series. But three in Seattle right now, starting tonight. Um, and then they go to L.A. for four. So no off days this week. Uh, seven games of baseball. Three in Seattle. Four in L.A. against the best record in baseball. Dodgers. Not ideal. Then they come home, they get an off day Monday, and then back at it with three against San Diego. We just talked about 19 and 10 on the season. Then three against the Dodgers. So that is uh, 13 straight games against teams that have records of 19 and 7 and 19 and 10 right now. So that's tough. Then they go back on the road for four in Atlanta. Atlanta 
playing better baseball. Acuna's back. Then three in New York against the Mets, who, as we just talked about, 20 and 10. Then the Giants, who are 16 and 12. Three at home there. Then the Angels, who are, uh, as we talked about, in first place in the AL West. Three games against them. And then they have three games in Milwaukee against the Brewers, who are 19 and 10. And then even after that, they have three against Arizona, who, as we just talked about, is 15 and 14. So. Really, other than this series with, with Seattle and then the, the Braves series, up until June 12th, it's all teams over 500 as of this exact moment. Again, with the Dodgers, seven games against the Dodgers, the Padres on the list, the Giants, the Angels, the Brewers. It's a serious, serious stretch of baseball coming up. And if the Phillies don't turn around soon, they could find themselves in a hole. This is really a potentially make-or-break stretch of baseball this season. So it's going to be really fascinating to watch. And you know, we really hope the Phillies can start to put some things Together, and it has to start tonight in Seattle. So uh, tonight, uh, 940 game, then tomorrow night, 940, and then Wednesday, a 340 game. As it's uh, Ranger Suarez on the hill tonight against Chris Flexen. And then Aaron Nola against Robbie Ray, Cy Young winner from last year. And then they get Logan Gilbert against him on Thursday, uh, excuse me, on Wednesday. Gilbert's really good. He's had a great season. We don't know who's going for the Phillies Wednesday or Thursday yet because of the Eflin Wheeler COVID IL. So we will see. Um, not ideal though, right? <laughs> Philly starting this road trip without extra pitchers down, but makes it all that much more important that Ranger and Nola the next two nights are, are huge for them. Like that much more important. So it's a big one. They need Ranger to show up tonight, need Nola to show up tomorrow night, need to win some games in Seattle before you head to LA for four. Yikes. Massive, massive week coming up. And the Phillies need to start playing better baseball or else they could be in trouble. So there's a really big stretch of baseball. In Seattle, starting it off tonight. Whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 